0: Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we're going to take a look at the astrological energies from October 4th until October 11th as we have a week of transitions ahead and quite a few energies that are actually disagreeable. So we will discuss that and look at that so you have a heads up at what is unfolding as we continue to move through Libra season and approach. The next set of eclipses as we will have a Libra solar eclipse on October 14th. That is a ring of fire eclipse occurring at 21 degrees of Libra in your chart. And I just did a separate podcast episode for you on that on October 2nd. So please check out that episode if you're curious about this upcoming Libra eclipse. Now looking at the week ahead, we are going to see Venus move into Virgo, Mars enter Scorpio, and Pluto stations direct at 27 degrees of capricorn however the other main transiting aspects of this week involve oppositions and squares and these are energies that require us to go slower to be more contemplative and aware to be more intentional with our actions our words our choices and to check in on why we are doing something, why we are saying something, or why we are making certain choices. Another planet that is transitioning signs this week is Mercury entering Libra on October 4th. And so now we will have three planets in Libra, the Sun, Mars, and Mercury, which means they're also entering into a very interesting dynamic with Uranus and Neptune because each of the planets in Libra is going to move through and create a yod with Uranus and Neptune. A yod is a finger of God. It is an aspect where it's highlighting and pointing out something that needs to shift, evolve, and change. And typically, it's quite karmic. So there are some big karmic release points unfolding as these planets in Libra will form a Yod with Uranus, Retrograde, and Taurus and Neptune retrograde and Pisces. Now the energetic push that's being applied to these planets in Libra signs certainly revolves around relationships, connections, equal exchanges where you could have some insights into what is not working for you in your connections, what is not equal, it is not mutual or reciprocal. And this energy relates directly to how Uranus in Taurus is bringing up new values, but also new parts of ourselves that we are strengthening and loving more which directly affects our self-value frequency. And so you could realize, I used to accept this before, or I used to let this slide, or I used to let this be okay, and now I'm not allowing that. I'm not accepting that. I have a new sense of what I require, what I want, what I deserve, and that's where I'm going to live my life from. And so with these deeper shifts that we've been undergoing, especially with both Uranus and Neptune, It's now affecting what relationships mean to us. It's now signaling where we feel the energy is off, Perhaps there's less connection, less you have in common. This could also bring up some karmic patterns you've either been in or you've been experiencing lately. I feel too, though, that this actually has a much deeper root. And that's because we also have the south node in Libra. The south node being where we've come from, what we've already experienced, what can now be comfortable because it's known. It's almost like, okay, I've got this figured out. But the south node also relates to ancestral healing and what you have experienced through your family lineage in regards to relationships, partnerships, friendships, connections, whatever those might be for you that you feel is coming up. This is showing you where you might be ready to break some patterns that you've observed from your parents from your grandparents, from other family members, something like you've observed your siblings' marriages or you observed how your parents got along or you've witnessed how your friends interact with each other. And there could be some new realizations here around, again, what is not part of your energy, what isn't part of your frequency, but then also asking you to look at, okay, what is? What is a better fit? Maybe what is healthier, what is more satisfying, what is truer to who you are now? And as always, what has been your part or your role in relational dynamics that are no longer correct for you? And so I feel like there are a lot of big relationship themes happening now, especially through October and through eclipse season Where the energies keep coming back to these Libra themes and what we're ready to move into, what we want to reset, what we want to approach in a higher way, in a healthier way, and of course how that starts with you how that starts with your own contributions, your own needs, and how you show up to do relationships. And granted, this is a huge theme in our lives because relationships are essential to many parts of how we live our lives. Not only our personal lives, our personal world, but of course how we show up at work, how we do business, how we interact with the cashier, how we communicate with our friends and on and on and on. So relationships are a big deal right now. And keep in mind, this can be about positive turnovers. This can be about improvements you're ready to make where the discomfort has gotten so big, almost like something's been pressing on you or pushing on you and you just want to scream and say, I can't take it anymore. This is a time to look at There's a clear message there. The universe is showing you something because the universe sees you and knows you as a powerful creator, a powerful vessel of energy who has the capacity to create exactly what you want with your free will, with your consciousness, with your intention. So what is it? And you might notice what is out of alignment, what you've outgrown, what isn't fulfilling. And often these can be the catalysts that move us forward. But you could also work with the energy before it gets to an extreme, before it gets to a point of breakdown or chaos or big drama or whatever. You can get to the point of saying, okay, I know something's off here. I'm going to be curious. I'm going to self-reflect. I'm going to look at what my part has been, what my role has been. I'm going to assess what I need to communicate or not. See, this is what's also interesting about Libra. And now that we have Mercury in Libra, there is often a need to exchange ideas, to talk, share, and listen. But Mercury in Libra also knows when to shut up. And not say everything that's on your mind, where especially if that could do damage or harm or be painful or mean or whatever it could be that wouldn't have the results that you want. Mercury in Libra also knows when it's necessary to not speak everything on your mind because it wouldn't help the situation or it wouldn't direct the situation In the best possible way. So, of course, take things as they resonate and just be more mindful of the power of words, what you say, and honor what you need to not say because it's for the best and highest good as well. But essentially, as they move through October, there will be energetic pressure on these Libra planets or points in the third decan of Libra because they're going to really feel the squeeze from this yod between 22 and 25 degrees that's because Uranus is retrograde at 22 degrees of Taurus Neptune is retrograde at 25 degrees of Neptune and then before they move into Scorpio each of these planets is going to have a square to Pluto at 27 degrees so there's going to be some rough and tumbly energies here There are going to be things that come up that don't feel very Libra. They don't feel very harmonious. Rather, you're going to need to navigate perhaps some tricky situations with wisdom, with an understanding of what is truly essential to express and communicate and what is not. And to also perhaps keep your eyesight just above the horizon, where you're able to see a little bit further down the road. You're able to see, okay, let me see where I can take next steps here. And then in one month, or when the planets are in Scorpio, it's going to feel different. And it's actually going to be a bit more harmonious with Neptune and Pluto. So yeah, we're in some crunchy energies here. But that's one of the gifts of astrology is that now you have a heads up. And that even if something seems peaceful and fine and it's just flowing along, I just am feeling that there's more under the surface. Almost like there's more discontent or struggle or there's things that we are maybe wrestling with or working through and it's uncomfortable. And that's because, yes, we have these yods. Now, not only do we have the yod to the planets that will move through the late degrees of Libra, but we also now have Venus back in her yod configuration with both Neptune and Pluto. And so this week, Venus returns to that exact yod, and I have a video for you on YouTube that goes through what that means what that looks like, what that is pinpointing because now she's passing through this zone after her retrograde. Venus enters Virgo October 8th, which is also when she clears her shadow in Leo. And so now there's greater realizations, strength, perhaps a new sense of courage, which is part of the Leo journey, developing courage. Looking at where you've been a coward and where you are ready to be stronger. Where that Venus in Leo is also understanding more of what is true for her and what she wants to move into to create next. Well, as this Venus moves from the intensity of her Venus retrograde journey, which it has been intense, and it's been pulling us into parts of ourselves that our heart required us to look at, that we had to separate out some things. We had to move it forward. And because it occurred in Leo, the sign after Cancer, well, Cancer is about the emotional imprints that we receive and we feel. It's about where we came from. It can be very sentimental and very much about wanting emotional connection. Then as Venus moved in to Leo, she had to strengthen that and come back to the present moment where her power resides. So she had to filter out any sentimentality or unresolved emotional experiences. She had to strengthen up, power up during her Venus retrograde. Now she's moving in to Virgo and Venus moving into Virgo becomes very particular, almost critical, almost to the point of she assesses, why are you doing this? Is this working for you? What are the results? And so she will ask these very clear questions. She will be aware of what is effective, what is good for you, what's not. And she also is about whether or not something supports your healing. And that is one of the higher octaves of Virgo. What is working for you? Because it's good for you. It's good for your energy and your frequency. It's good for who you are now. It's Supports your health, your well being. It's mentally good for you. Like it's supposed to be something that you have incorporated into your daily world because of how it supports you. Virgo wants to be supportive, wants to offer, wants to do. It can be a busybody. So here we have this Venus in Virgo who wants things to be more effective. And she could be showing you what needs to be optimized, what needs to be improved. And at the same time, she's going to say, no, that isn't good for you. No, that doesn't work for you. No, that's not good for your heart. No, that's not good for your body. No, that's not good for your digestive tract. So she has no problem saying no. And I feel like part of what this Venus in Virgo is offering, especially during eclipse season, where she is very prominent, because this Venus in Virgo, she's the ruler of the Sun in Libra, plus. Mars and Virgo in Libra. She's also the ruler of the South Node in Libra and she's the ruler of the two upcoming eclipses. So she is important and this is going to highlight how you work with Virgo energies, which again can feel like they're a bit too harsh. And I know we don't think harsh and Virgo in the same words, but if you know a Virgo or you know how Virgos will speak their mind and cut to the chase and say, nope, that's stupid. Nope, that doesn't work. Nope, that's a horrible idea. Or why are you wearing that? That doesn't look good on you. Yeah, the Virgo tongue can be biting and yet Venus and Virgo wants to them provide a solution. She says, okay, maybe that isn't the best choice. Let's look at some other options. Let's consider what's going on over here. Maybe choose this. What about that? So she could help highlight what you need to change because it's not serving you. And that would be a highlight of this week and October. Is this serving who I am now? Not who you were last week. Not who you were when this year started. Is it serving you today? Today, because Virgo is very present in this moment. And she's giving these messages to all the planets and points that she rules. So, this is a big theme because Virgo being part of the first six signs of the zodiac, the first six signs of the zodiac are about your internal self development process, how you know yourself, how you live your life, your interests your opinions, who you are. So Virgo is about reflecting on what is working for you and what's not. And then we have this focus on Libra, right? Which is saying how you interact and share with other people is bringing up what you're reflecting on. So all in all, this means that there can be more times that you're pondering and processing connections in your life. And you could be sitting with some things that You need time to think through or work through, um, especially let's say you're approaching a certain conversation with somebody or you need to talk something out or talk it through or hear what they have to say or circle back on something. This is interesting because the relational dynamics of Libra are very strong, but the energy says, then take a beat, take a pause, give yourself a break to think it through before proceeding, before next steps are known. And so there could be times here where you feel like you have a lot that you're sorting through mentally and it's important to trust your own wisdom around whether or not you bring it up with others or you just allow it to be part of your own internal process. And chances are the universe is showing something because that could be the karmic pattern you need to break. Going back to the yods that I mentioned earlier, which is about looking at the undercurrents in a situation and that these yods are being formed with the three outer planets. So there's something that you're meant to see through the lens of your soul, through the lens of your higher self and your God self that's saying, just check in on this. Are you being true? to your own needs or to who you are and what you want? Is this really an equal exchange? And this is where a lot of relational patterns are going to break. And the first one that comes to mind can be the very common one between narcissists and empaths, where there could be some realizations here around if you've been involved in those dynamics, if you've been the empath and or the narcissist, if you've been the one who has perpetuated certain things in order to get your needs fulfilled by other people. That's also Libra. How we share with others, how we seek out others to connect with and share with, yes, but also to provide something that we need. And so this could be something that you are complete with, you're done with, it breaks, it shatters. I often think of the yods as glass breaking, where something needs to break so that you can see it for what it is and it clears the air, it clears the space. And I know that glass breaking is not something we perhaps seek out, but even if you were to drop A piece of glass on the kitchen floor. It breaks, it shatters, but there's also something that occurs through the vibration that can clear out the energy. There can also be this ringing that occurs, right? That is the vibrational after effects. And so it's meant to purge and release something. So what is that for you during this eclipse season? And this doesn't mean that All relationships are ending and everyone's breaking up. Of course not. In fact, it can mean the opposite for many of you. It can mean the opposite where there's a turnover in the energies that you've been working on and working through. There's new starts. There's beautiful beginnings. There's things showing up that validate what you've been working on and working through. But it relates to what you have realized, reflected on, and reprogrammed within yourself. So as we move more into October, we're going to have Mars conjunct the South Node in Libra at 25 degrees on October 5th to the 6th. And this is the energy of something coming up from the past, something that has been unresolved. Maybe it was never really figured out. It wasn't truly completed. Mars being a trigger energy as it moves across that south node in Libra, it can bring up things that are needing your attention that maybe feel like it's pulling you back, pulling you back into the past or into things that you haven't thought about, you forgot about and now here it is again coming back around with Mars triggering it and right after Mars goes across that south node, he then squares Pluto retrograde in Capricorn at 27 degrees. And this also is older energy. So basically, October 5th through October 8th, Mars in Libra is not a happy camper. There's energies here that he is trying to figure out, he's processing, he might even feel resentment coming up. There can be a passive aggressiveness to this Mars in Libra where he doesn't take direct action to figure something out and move the energy forward. Rather, there could be things that are coming back around for you to really look at and find a way to move through it peacefully, to give yourself peace, to let something move fully and completely out of your energy field. Now at the same time that this Mars is working with the south node and Pluto, we now have the north node in Aries starting to make an exact conjunction with Ares in Aries. Ares is at 24 degrees 51 minutes of Aries and she has been in Aries since 1922. So Aries in Aries is actually the energies that have accumulated across multiple cycles multiple lifetimes of where you haven't been included you haven't been invited in. It can feel like you weren't chosen. It could feel like you weren't welcomed because the mythology and archetype of Eris is the uninvited feminine, the one who is discarded. She was pushed away. She probably feels disposable, undervalued, not appreciated, but these are energies locked away in the shadows. Aries, being beyond Pluto, being very far away can be energies that we don't always consciously see or work with. But as she interacts with the North Node in Aries at the same time that her younger brother Mars interacts with the South Node in Libra, this is a trajectory shift in what you have been holding on to or perhaps repressing, haven't want to look at it, now it could feel like it's front and center. And this energy can be very much about anger at the past, anger around events or energies in your soul's journey that you haven't fully processed or released. There could be things coming up now that really trigger you, but It's about alchemizing these feelings, experiences, expressions into something that ultimately serves you going forward, where there could be something that gives you that jolt of, well, now I'm gonna be better. Now I'm going to move through this in a new way with a deeper connection to my needs and to my power. I'm going to take whatever these feelings are, and they can certainly be reactions, They can be triggers, they can be areas of your shadow self coming to the forefront, and they're meant to be seen for what they really are, to be addressed for what they really are, and then to move it forward. And the North Node in Aries wants you to move into a new chapter. Set yourself free from something. Set yourself free. What are you spinning in? Where are you harboring anger? Where are you holding on to something or not letting it go? This energy can be punishing, almost like I'm going to punish this person for their choice. I'm going to punish this person for what they did or didn't do. And again, very strong primal energies here. Sort of like it happens so fast or it comes up so quickly that it could overwhelm you. You could have that immediate reaction. You know, it can be almost like instantly violent because Ares in Aries is associated with revenge for being ousted, for being discarded. And she can stir up some of those primal energies that you feel around not being selected or not being chosen. And this can be in any area of your life. Again, I'm feeling it though through a bigger soul story experience, especially if you have planets or points at 24 degrees, 25 degrees of Aries. 24, 25 degrees of Aries. This is big for you, where something can be stirred up that you're meant to mature through it. You're meant to be wiser. You're meant to learn from it because that Aries energy can have the angry outbursts and can be very unaware of how their energy comes across. This is the perception of being selfish, being self-involved, being short-sighted, not understanding the bigger picture. And here we have an opportunity to see something with new eyes that doesn't start a war. In fact, Eris was associated with beginning the Trojan War after she was uninvited from a wedding where she wasn't welcomed and they didn't want her presence. And so this can bring up those archetypal energies of where you want to go to war to fight for something, to fight for yourself, but is it healthy or unhealthy? Is it necessary or does it create even more ongoing energies, basically a chain reaction that wasn't your intention because you didn't think it through? So there's energy here to be very aware of what's coming up from the past and how this could be something that you're meant to work through to free yourself Free yourself from a karmic pattern. Free yourself from some kind of reaction or anger or what you do impulsively that really isn't for your best and highest good. And so there can be a redirect here. You redirect the energy into something better for you. Almost like when you're really mad and you're really pissed off, go for a run, go for a walk, do something to move the energy through you physically which is also the Aries expression, do something creative, do something to release the energy to move it because anger is a natural, normal human expression, but it's how you handle it. It's what you do with it that matters. So this is gonna be a time period of looking at, again, what might come up from the past, but how you can handle it with greater consciousness, greater self-awareness, And also more detachment where it's understanding it's not personal. It isn't only about you. And that's something that the Aries energy can forget because it can have a limited perspective. This is about other things going on, other lessons, other healing paths, other dynamics, things much bigger than the self. So keep that in mind as well that it will be necessary to detach and look at how well you're able to step away and not take something personally, especially if another person is working something out with you that really has nothing to do with you. So we have contentious energy. Then we're going to see this Venus that has just entered Virgo on October 8th oppose Saturn retrograde in Pisces at one degree on October 9th. So this is a standstill, a stop. This is a good time to just take some deep breaths and check in with yourself. This is also a time to review your accounts, review your spending, review your checking account, your savings account. Look at your finances from a responsible lens. Saturn in Pisces wants you to cut back and get rid of things that aren't really good investments and I feel like this opposition between Venus and Virgo and Saturn retrograde and Pisces is a reminder that we can get by with less we can do better when we have perhaps less to manage less in front of us so where do you need to cut back where do you need to cut things out trim the fat remove get rid of things what no longer serves you which again is one of the ongoing questions that venus will be posing throughout this month as she moves through virgo and on a personal note one thing i just did was i hired an organizer to take care of some things in my house that need a new eye that need to be reviewed organized, purged. She was so fantastic. She took care of some things in my house that I had no time for. I was overwhelmed by. She cleaned it up, cleaned it out, took stuff to goodwill, done. I'm like, yes, this is the Venus and Virgo energy I want. So this is a good thing to be aware of is that it's time to look at what you really require, what really serves your energy and how it can feel so freeing when you don't have as much to contend with. So that's another theme of this week is you might have that need to pull back. There's also a hermit energy here, a hermit energy between Venus and Virgo opposing Saturn and Pisces retrograde. And it's like, let me just look at this in a new way. What can I see differently? What did I not see before? And I'm just gonna take a pause here to assess things before moving forward. Now, Saturn doesn't always deliver good news uh, through an opposition. It can feel like you have to do something on your own. There's a loneliness with this energy. There's solitude. There's a sense of, there's things you're trying to figure out on your own and you might feel that you're not as supported. Now, this Venus in Virgo is in mutual reception with Mercury in Libra. So Venus and Virgo does have an assist from Mercury and Libra who is saying, well, talk it through with people you trust. Talk it out. Listen to their perspective or what they're seeing here. Maybe you're going to get some new ideas, some new possibilities, but don't keep it all in your own head. Rather, open up and see what feedback might be useful and support whatever is coming up for you. Then on October 10th, we have Pluto stationed direct at 27 degrees of Capricorn the same day that the sun in Libra opposes Chiron retrograde in Aries at 17 degrees. So sun in Libra opposing Chiron in Aries shows you what is broken, what needs to be fixed, perhaps can bring up, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know how to solve this, that Chiron energy We'll show you what isn't working for you, what doesn't feel good for you. And part of Chiron in Aries's jobs is to reconnect us to our own independence and what we're learning to do on our own with more confidence, how we're learning to rely less on energies outside of ourselves. But this opposition to the sun in Libra reminds us that, well, we need people. And no man is an island, and we need connection, and we need those we can go to for support, for trust, for understanding. So there could be something here that is coming up where you want to, again, retract or figure something out because you don't know how to fix it, you don't know how to heal it, and it could show you some weaknesses in relationships, weaknesses. In connections um, there can be a feeling of being let down being let down when the Sun in Libra opposes Chiron in Aries um, there can be certainly people changing their mind and moving away from something and so you could see it as an opportunity then to look at what you do have what is working for you and to make sure that you're coming back to yourself with more trust in yourself I will always figure this out. I will know what to do next. I can make it through this. Maybe it's a temporary setback. Maybe it's just a last minute change of plans, but it's disappointing. So keep in mind that there's a lot this week that feels quite internal, where even though the sun is in Libra, Mars and Mercury are in Libra, uh, there's the energies that want to interact with more people. There could also be a part of you that's like, yeah, I'd rather just figure this out on my own. And so if that's coming up for you, trust that. Of course, it's different for everybody and it's different based on your chart. But as I said at the start of the show, the energies this week are disagreeable. And that's because we have these oppositions and these squares that are making things crunchy and cranky. And it's just in the air. And we're not meant to take it personally, but we're meant to get into what is the root issue here and then how can I alchemize it? How can I make it work for me? How can I improve this or make it better so that I feel really in control of things that otherwise I might feel are out of my control? So there is a mind shift that could show up this week that is actually beautifully supportive of what you're looking for and what you need. Now, that Pluto stationing direct at 27 degrees of Capricorn occurs on October 10th at 9.09 p.m. Eastern Time. And this is the last time that Pluto will be hanging out at 27 degrees of Capricorn in our lifetime. Pluto then moves ahead. And there is more that Pluto digs up at every degree point. And so this is important because it's also the usa pluto return energy that we are still moving through we're still going to be moving through it into 2024 and the pluto energy wants to dig in to what's going on what is hidden what's happening behind closed doors what hasn't been revealed or exposed yet And so there's still a lot of turmoil with this Pluto in Capricorn energy, and it's certainly more powerful as Pluto stations to go direct October 10th. So there's more that's going to be coming up and coming out, and it's not easy to look at. These can be hard truths, difficult truths. Um, this is, of course, cognitive dissonance where people don't want to accept certain facts or information. And it also reminds me how astrology doesn't lie. Energies don't lie. People lie. Institutions lie. Governments lie. There can be the manipulation, betrayal, propaganda, hidden facts. There's a lot that can be removed, omitted covered up, all of that and more. But the astrology doesn't lie. There's just different timelines on when things come out, on when the truth fully comes out. And will it happen in our lifetime? Will it happen in the next few years? Will it happen in the next 20 years? Well, we don't know. But we know that it will come out. And this is one of Pluto's main directives is to bring up what needs to be seen for what it truly is and that is on its own timeline that actually gets manipulated and shifted when there's multiple agendas involved when there's multiple players in the game that makes it more complicated and messier but just coming back to my point the astrological energies don't lie but they tell us that things are happening they're really pushing us into some uncomfortable places, some things that maybe we don't want to see in the light of day. But that's Pluto's work. So as Pluto stations direct, there can be bigger announcements and developments that come to light. There can be more that we see that was previously behind the scenes. There can be more that is shown to us. There can be more that then is removed and wanting to remain hidden or in the dark. I also get the visual of pluto bringing up stuff that was previously revealed and then hidden and then pluto says no no this stays in the light this stays in the truth this is what you need to see and pluto is fierce so there's really no negotiating with pluto now along the same lines mars enters scorpio on october 11th which is empowering for mars and removes him from any complacency or indecision, now he locks in to his passion, his convictions, where he really feels a powerful drive to move forward. And he's not interested in being the nice guy because Mars in Libra will be the nice guy, will hang out, chat, talk things through. Mars in Scorpio, no. Things to do, making moves, moving forward, and is actually less concerned about how it affects others and is more charged up with what he wants to move towards, which can break any stalemates. If you haven't been sure of something, you didn't know what direction to go or what to choose or what to do, this is where the energy stream can really direct you forward. Mars and Scorpio will be locked onto what he wants, what he needs, And he can also be ruthless and cold and calculating. But he will make a trine to Saturn retrograde in Pisces at one degree. And that Saturn trine is not only stabilizing, but it directs the energy in a more healthy way. Because how I'm seeing it is that that Saturn in Pisces connects us to consequences. Connects us to the results we want. Where are you going with this? And Mars in Scorpio, trining Saturn retrograde in Pisces at one degree, can support you in saying, This is it. This is what matters to me. This is what I want to focus on. This is the direction of my goals. But Saturn in Pisces also has the remembrance of when things didn't play out or what the consequences were, or even your own karmic imprints around things that you chose but for the wrong reasons or at least not for the best and highest good of all involved. Saturn in Pisces wants that level of peace and harmony, wants this to be something that is for the best and highest good of everyone involved. So if you connect that to your driving intention, that is a powerful way to upgrade whatever your experiences will be and to also be inclusive of the fact that if something's good for you, it can be beneficial for others too. Perhaps not in the way that you expect or they expect, but there's certainly room in the universe for everyone to have good potential outcomes. So all in all, the energies this week could show you what's not working, what you don't like. Um, There could be things that come up that, trigger you or that are again disagreeable and contentious and the recommendation is to pull back and be very intentional to think it through to look at what karmic cycles you're breaking with these yods that are in place where things are meant to perhaps shatter for a new recreation cycle to begin and because we have oppositions and squares this week as well as the Mars and Eris working with the nodes of fate. There could be things that come up that you've got to deal with, you have to face, and you want to clear it out or close it out because you just don't want to keep taking it forward. I feel like these energies are the heaviest in the 3D, especially if there's a lot of attachment involved, but I feel the energies lighter and flowing in the higher realms Of the 5D, where you've already done healing, you've already become more aware of what lessons you're moving through, maybe what healing is coming up for you. It feels like it's easier to go higher with these particular energies, because if you sink too low, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel that heaviness, weighted down, more challenges. So this is a good week to just practice being in those higher states of existence, whatever that means for you. Wherever you feel the energy opening up, you feel the support of the universe, of your higher self, of your soul. Also, I feel like things that come up, we can just glide through them more effortlessly and faster and it would be a great time to do any guided meditations and visualizations based on what that looks like for you so that your energy is more fully invested in the 5D and less in the 3D because you can absolutely be pulled into some very dense 3D energies this week. As I mentioned, Pluto stations direct this week, and then we'll be moving back into Aquarius in January. So we are approaching the energies of 2024 and what is ahead for us in this new cycle where there's certainly more support for our multidimensionality, for what that means at a personal level, understanding more of where you're going, where you're ready to go next. And all of this is covered in my 2024 Soul Growth Astrology Program where we go through all of the major astrology of 2024, including my biggest presentation to date on Pluto and Aquarius energies. Things that are already happening, already in motion, already in play. Things that are coming up right now around social media and the internet, such as the reemergence of this net neutrality campaign coming back around, how there are going to be even more moral and ethical issues for us to look at and think through while also being responsible to our soul mission, our soul path and many, many other dynamics that will be coming up in 2024 and beyond. So please check out this new program I have for you. It is on sale for a limited time. You can get it for only 33 bucks with coupon code 2024. It is 10 webinars, including a look at the personal planets, looking at what the transpersonal and outer planets are doing, plus the eclipses, and a very exciting galactic grand trine which is more about the evolution of our planet and our species opening us up to more that we haven't been in contact with in other galaxies and so much more so i'll put a link below the podcast episode here and i hope this is a wonderful program for you to not only experience but to make notes on your own chart around what's coming up for you, what's developing for you, what is taking you forward in 2024 that could very well be outside of your comfort zone, but is also designed to support your ongoing soul growth and ascension journey in this lifetime. You can find all of my programs over at mollymccord.online and I hope they continue to help you with your own astrological knowledge so that you can be more in charge of your energy. You can know yourself, love yourself, accept who you are energetically and that is one of the best ongoing gifts of astrology. So as always, thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back every Monday and Wednesday for another podcast episode and we will continue to roll through these energies together. Thank you so much for joining me. Wishing you a beautiful week ahead and I'll see you back here soon.